Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. And finally, yes, finally, the NFL offseason has begun. And it's crazy it took this long, but it, it's so like, I said it, remember like a couple weeks ago, I said the one domino that needed to fall was Aaron Rodgers. Once the Aaron Rodgers domino fell, everything was going to fall in place after. And it's like, I mean, even I didn't think it was just going to be like, instantaneous, but it was because Tuesday, Aaron Rodgers said that he was going to remain with the Green Bay Packers, which tells you, by the way, that if he was considering Tennessee, if he was considering, you know, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, whatever, whoever he was considering, trades were already in place. So again, I don't know who he was considering against. Those are the teams you hear. Like the Eagles were mentioned, and clearly that was not going to happen. But whoever he was truthfully considering going to play for, Denver. Obviously Denver, that's the number one here. But trades were in place because it's so funny. Because then shortly after Rodgers says he's staying with the Packers, what happens? The Broncos announce they have traded for Russell Wilson. And here's my thing on this whole Russell Wilson thing, because then it comes out that the commanders and the Eagles were interested. And, you know, I love how they said the Eagles made an offer. Well, they didn't make an offer. That's a spoiler to everybody out there. The commanders, oh, they made an offer. They may have talked about what they would offer, but the commanders didn't make an offer either, because guess what? It would have taken the player, Russell Wilson, to say, I am willing to go to that team to play. If he didn't say that, why would teams be in negotiating a trade for a player who they can't get because he has a no trade clause? So that was such an idiotic thing that was out there. All oh, these teams made offers. These teams, listen, that was Seattle floating news, man, because they were trying to get maybe if there was somebody else on Wilson's list to pony up an offer and they didn't do it. Now, with Russell Wilson in regards to him not being interested in, let's just use the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, again, his preference to stay West, whatever. But if he's trying to say a culture thing with the Eagles, I, I, I'm sorry, but that's just, that's ridiculous. And, and you know what? I'm happy. First of all, number one, I'm very happy because I did not want to trade anything for a quarterback. I've wanted Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback. I was open to the possibility that they were going to trade for a quarterback, and I explained why, and I get it, and all that. But I'm very happy that the Eagles, guess what? That the Eagles did the right thing, and they did not trade for a quarterback, even if they wanted to do it. And now, Russell Wilson's excuse, though oh, the culture in Philadelphia. What in the hell is he talking about? He went to Denver, right? We've been to the playoffs four times since the Denver Broncos have made the playoffs. Think about that. The culture. Uh, guess what? Oh, the roster's better. It's a more of a win-now roster. And I said this. Listen, I get it. They might be a quarterback away, right? The Eagles stomped the absolute piss out of the Broncos last year in Denver. They stomped the Broncos. The last two times we've played the Broncos, we have stomped the piss out of the Broncos. So please spare me that the Eagles roster is nowhere close to as good as the Broncos. Because here's a spoiler, it's better. That's a fact. It's better. It's better than the Broncos. Oh, they got this. They got that. We have an elite offensive line. So this moron could sit there and say culture all he wants, and I don't give a crap. If he wanted to play for the Broncos, so be it. But don't don't try to slander the Eagles and say culture because that makes no sense because this team has been a winning franchise now for the last five freaking seasons. Now, 
I mean, like I said, think about this too with Russell Wilson. He was their second choice. Like, he was the second choice for the Denver Broncos. And he's just so happy to be a Bronco. Can you imagine being so happy to be a second choice? Like, they could tell you, oh, he wasn't. We were trying to get, we were really trying to get Russell Wilson the whole time. We wanted Russell Wilson the entire time. We were working on this since the combine. Uh, well, guess what? Spoiler, the Packers announced that Rodgers is back and you do the trade two hours later. You know what that tells me? You were the second choice. Good for him. Glad it happened. I did not want him from the beginning. Because again, I kept telling everybody, again, if they were going to do it, he was always going to be the guy. But I'm very happy the Eagles didn't make this trade because we're better having the quarterback we have at the price we have and using these draft picks that we have to build the roster. Because as much as everybody thinks it's a quarterback wins in the NFL league, it's truthfully not. What it really is is teams win in the NFL. That's the truth. And I know you could sit here and point to examples of quarterback trades that have helped teams like last year with Stafford, but that team was built to win. They had a really good roster. That's why they won. So the other news that breaks this week is, and again, there was another trade. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, of course, there's actually two trades we're going to get to in a minute because another one broke today, but the other one we're really going to talk about because it's just comical now at this point, but I do want to bring up the Calvin Ridley situation because Jay Glazer reported today that the Eagles had a trade in place for Calvin Ridley and it didn't go through, obviously. Why didn't it go through? Because Calvin Ridley was betting on football. Now, he was suspended a year. Do I think that's enough? I don't. I I'm sorry. Like you, People could sit there and say, oh, he was betting on the Falcons to win. He wasn't even with the team. Whatever. Guys, it's it's a hard and fast rule. You If you open Pandora's box here and allow team guys to bet on their team, even if it's just to win, you're opening a door you need not to open. He knows better. Everybody in the NFL knows you should not. You do not bet on the NFL. You know what they are? If you say, oh, they're trying to win money. Well, you know how you win money in the NFL? You play really good because then you get paid. That's how you win money. The team is betting on you. That's why they play you or pay you. They're paying you so you can win football games. That th th This isn't a charity in the NFL. They want to win. That's why your contract is what it is. But the point being here of Calvin Ridley getting suspended for a year, again, I don't even know if that's enough, but it's a blessing for the Eagles because I did not want Calvin Ridley. I, I get it. I'm not saying he can't be a good player, but Calvin Ridley, you know, Stop playing in the middle of last season. I don't know what was going on. If it was a serious mental, I don't know enough to talk about it. I'm not going to speculate. But the point being here is if you're going to give up what was going to be given up, probably a second, maybe a fourth round pick for Calvin Ridley. And there's questions on if he's going to play the whole season, the amount of money he was going to get, by the way, which was over $10 million. They are so much better off going into free agency, signing a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, and drafting a wide receiver. That's been the best option from the jump. If they get Shark or Robinson, if they could get them at team-friendly deals, or Schuster, and you draft a receiver, which they should with one of those first three picks, that is what makes the Eagles the best. That's the best-case scenario for this team. And I get it. Like I said, the whole gambling thing, all these people, oh, you bet on them to win! I just, it blows my mind how everybody is just so laissez-faire. Oh, well, you could bet on the, you should, these guys are paid big money. It's big, big, big money in the NFL. If they need to bet on themselves to win, then come on. I'm so tired of this. No, you should not. You want to bet on NBA and baseball and golf and, and hockey and whatever sports, soccer, go ahead, knock your socks off. You can bet whatever you want. UFC, cool. Avoid your sport. 
that is when we start, you know, having lines here that are being crossed. And the last thing the league needs is any type of gambling scandals. Any league needs that because the second it happens, that's how you can crumble everything. The last thing you ever want to do is bring in question the integrity of your sport. And that's what Calvin Ridley did. He brought in question the integrity of the sport. I don't care what his bets were. I don't care what they were. Just like Pete Rose. Pete Rose is not in the MLB Hall of Fame. Now, Pete Rose, everybody said, well, he bet on the Reds to win and he was a manager. Like, that's another thing. He was a manager and he's still not in their Hall of Fame. And Ridley, who's an active player. Oh, well, he was away from the team. He's an active player on the roster betting games. That's incorrect. It's it's He should be suspended way more than one season, in my opinion, but it is what it is. And again, it works out, in my opinion, for the Eagles because I did not think that was the best use of resources in getting Calvin Ridley. Now, resources the Eagles have are because of this other guy who got traded yesterday, and that's Carson Wentz. Think about that. Oh, you had to hear these, these fools, these fools. Let, point yourself, like, listen, if you're a Carson Wentz believer, look in the mirror and call yourself what you are. You are a fool. You are a fool. You are a fool. And you are a fool. I, Carson Wentz stinks. He stinks at football. That is a fact now. He had an out liar of a season and it's funny so zach Kiefer for indianapolis he writes for the athletic he's their beat reporter out there you know what i mean we had to read our reports well guess what his reports were the same reports we were reading about carson Wentz for three years and everybody wanted to blame somebody else it's elshon jeffrey's a liar he's a liar howie roseman's a snake again not that howie's not a snake but all these people how is there carson Wentz is such a good teammate he works he doesn't work hard. He doesn't have leadership. You know what I mean? He can't be coached. Same things we were hearing in Philadelphia. All of a sudden, you're hearing those same things in Indianapolis where there's smoke, there's fire. And what happened? Why did the Colts make that trade? Because like me, they were fooled by the last four games of the 2019 season. They saw that. And again, I don't know how they got fooled after the 2020 season, but they went back to those four games in 2019, which fooled me. But I, like I said, I was out on Carson Wentz after the, the Rams game of 2020. That was the second game of the season I was out. I had already known that this guy is just not, he don't got it. He don't got it. He's too inconsistent. He's just, you can't trust him. Yeah, when he plays good, he could play really good. That's great. But his he's just far, 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 far too inconsistent. And he plays hero ball. And I know his interception to touchdown ratio last year, it was so good. But, I mean, if you listen to anybody who followed the Colts, they said he should have thrown at least 20 interceptions plus. Like, it, that's what, he got so many benefits of dropped interceptions. And he did not play good. And guess what? He didn't play good. Like, think about this. The Eagles traded Wentz, and they at least had Hurts, right? You know what I mean? They had a guy they drafted in the second round, somebody they could potentially build the team around, right? Like, there was there was hope with, with Jalen Hurts. There is nobody in Indianapolis right now. Like, they got nobody. Sam Ellinger is their quarterback. He was a sixth-round pick. That is what they got. They have a win-now situation, too, as well. A win-now team. And they decided, you know what? Let's just get rid of Carson Wentz. Let's get rid of him, and, and shockingly, Washington, who was, they were desperate. Washington was, they wanted a quarterback. They weren't even hiding it. Like, their GM's out there saying, we are going to get a quarterback. We're aggressive in this. And the best they can do is give up a second-round pick. They flop second-rounders with the Colts. They are giving up a third-rounder and then a second-rounder next year that can potentially turn into, a, or I'm sorry, a third-rounder that can potentially turn into a second-rounder with the same 70% condition the Eagles had this year, but the Eagles were able to get a first-rounder for them. It's crazy. 
It's just crazy. Like everybody keeps pointing, oh, 2017. And I keep pointing, I pointed at 2019 and said, okay, that was the only time since 2017 he gave you a glimpse of that he could potentially be a really good player. And it's that's it. That was the last spurt of really good football he's really played. He has moments. Yes, he's a moments guy. But I mean, what he did to end the season for the Indianapolis last year, it's it, incredible. They lost to Jacksonville strictly because he played one of the worst games a quarterback played in the NFL all of last season. Jacksonville, they're picking number one. They had to win that game to get in the playoffs, and they lost. And people got upset. Well, their owner said, screw this, he's gone. Told the GM he's gone, and Frank Reich had to apologize. Let me tell you this, Frank Reich seat is probably really hot in Indianapolis now because that was a big thing for them. They went all in to get him, and it blew up in their face, and he couldn't fix them. I don't know what the Colts' plan is. I envision they have some type of plan to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, um, I heard Derek Carr, I, especially now with the NFC or AFC West with, you know, Herbert, Wilson, and Mahomes. It's like, you know, if you're the Raiders, this might be the time where if you feel like you got to kind of restart, uh, you know, the clock here, this could be the time to do it. Um, and I, I know they've never been in love with Carr themselves. So, I mean, trading Carr, but I, is, does that make, think about that. The Colts are the, yeah, the Colts think Carr is a better option than Wentz. Carr is an average player. And he's a better option. And they're going to give up assets to do it. It's crazy to me that Washington took on his whole contract. I think that's why they were able to get him for the deal they did. Because, hey, no matter what you think, if you're a starting quality quarterback in the NFL, you're going to be worth more than a couple third-round picks. It, the fall of Carson Wentz. I mean, again, I, I just hate to say, ha-ha, I told you so. But that's what this is. It's, a, it's an I told you so situation. I've been telling people this forever. I mean, I, I spent a whole year telling you how unbelievably bad he was that I would have traded him for anything just to get him off the roster. The Eagles somehow got a first-round pick out of it. We should be thankful. The Colts did not make the playoffs. Think about that, which I called when they traded for him. Um, even though they had a loaded roster, it blew my mind. I, again, and they were way better. than He actually was better last year than I even thought he would be, and they still missed the playoffs. We're fortunate he's in the NFC East, by the way. That's another benefit to this whole trade. Be happy Carson Wentz is with Washington because that is two damn wins. That's two wins. I'm sorry, it's two wins. I, I'm guaranteeing you next year the Eagles beat the Washington football or Commanders, whatever they are. They beat them twice. I'm guaranteeing it. Absolutely guaranteeing it right now. Lots of news. And then the final trade was today. Khalil Mackett traded for a second and a sixth from the Bears to the Chargers. And again, I, I guess the Eagles could have been in on that trade potentially, but um, because I, from what I'm hearing is the Eagles really are what they want right now. What they want from coming up here in free agency is to fix the rush linebacker position and to fix safety. And that's fair. Well, and to me, it also tells me they got to also be in on wide receiver, right? Because if you're going to trade for Ridley, you have to be in on wide receiver. Makes you think they may be in on Cooper. Who knows? Because he's an Alabama guy as well. But to get an, uh, the rush linebacker, and what's that position for people like thinking? Like, that's what Jernard Avery was. They want to turn that position into a weapon. Fair enough. They have the money to do it. They're going to spend money at safety because they don't like to draft safeties. They like to sign safeties. That's their that's their philosophy, guys. It is what it is. And and to be fair to them, it's worked the last five years. I mean, or six years, I'm sorry. Not even six. What was it? Since Jenkins. Seven? So Jenkins, McLeod, I mean, they've signed some good free agents at safety that have been really good players. 
I mean, we haven't had success drafting a safety. You could sit there and say, oh, come on, well, Kayvon Wallace, he's a fourth-round pick. I mean, you don't just throw away fourth-round picks. You hope they eventually could play, and it looks like Kayvon Wallace isn't going to be a starting qual- uh, caliber player, but Marcus Epps should be. If they get Justin Reed, which is the name you keep hearing, Marcus Williams, they've checked in on, but if they can get Justin Reed, they'll fix safety really quick. Then you go to, if you can get, like, I heard Hassan Reddick's name. You're hearing Ogba from uh, Miami, like, more. So I think that's more realistic. I don't think they're going to pay $15 million to Hassan Reddick, where he's kind of a one-dimensional player. But um, that's kind of what you're hearing. And I was going to do a free agency preview this afternoon, like, that, that kind of what it is, and, and go by positions again. But what I'm going to do now is kind of take a break here, go over all the news again, like, again, we're going to digest all of it. And what I'm going to do in the second part here is we're going to look at the Eagles roster, roster and we're going to figure out where the Eagles kind of stack up in comparison to the NFL because this this notion that they, just, they don't have a good roster or whatever. And we're going to kind of get going. And there's also major roster news with the Eagles because a player who was potentially not going to be on the team is coming back, and he just announced that like an hour ago. So before I do get to that, I do have a quick word here from Anchor. So the big news, Jason Kelsey has officially announced that he will be returning to the Philadelphia Eagles. And again, I I think that was kind of like the worst-kept secret going because like you just did not have any indication that Jason Kelsey was going to retire, especially coming off of last season. Um that's big news for the Eagles. It really is because the strength of the Eagles team is their offensive line. Next year, our potential starting offensive line. Right now, if you ask me what's the starting offensive line for the Eagles, it's going to be Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Siamalu, and um, Lane Johnson. With Jack Driscoll as your potential swing tackle, like all over lineman, Nate Herbig, who I'm assuming they're going to give the tender to, and that's seven deep right there. That is seven deep. And you've had to play guys like Sua Opeta, you know, Brett Toth. You still have Jack Anderson, who looks like he could play all over. Um, they're really good at offense line. And that's without the potential of them drafting somebody, by the way. Like a Tyler Linderbaum or something like that that comes up available here when they're picking. So the, the strength of our team is our offense line. Now, when you say, when I was talking about where do we stack up, it's because if you're noticing the Cowboys are in purge mode right now. Like, they are purging the roster. Like, Lael Collins is available for a trade. Cooper's going to get cut. Um, they got to make room on their salary because Dak Prescott's contract is kicking in. So guess what? Here's, like, the Cowboys right now, as of right now, are a worse team than they were last year. Like, they're a worse team this year than they were last year. The Eagles have the potential to be a much better team than they were last year. We have a strong offensive line. Okay. Clearly... It is now a mission to upgrade the additional or the opposite wide receiver, Devontae Smith. Quez Watkins should be a year better. If you sign a veteran and draft somebody, you are really stacking the wide receiver position. If they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster and they draft a wide receiver, now you're really good at wide receiver, you're four deep. So you could sustain a potential injury even and get away with it. You could actually do this crazy notion of having four wide receiver sets. That's possible as well. Like teams do that. You know what I mean? The Eagles will have the option to do that. You'll have Dallas Goddard. You could get another tight end, obviously, and try to upgrade backup tight end. It was going to be Tyree Jackson. Clearly his knee injury is going to hamper him. So Jack Stoll's here, though. 
on offense, you're looking really good. I get it. Your running backs are right now just Sanders and Gainwell. Scott, I don't envision they're going to tender him and give him two point some million dollars to be a backup. It's not saying Boston Scott's going to go. I mean, they just might not tender him and try to sign him back for cheaper. Jordan Howard's always going to be there. The Eagles could take a flyer on a late round pick at running back, kind of like what they did with Gainwell, and bring a guy like that in. Or they could go out and sign a veteran. You know what I mean? They could sign a running back this offseason as well. Not going to have to give up big money. The Eagles roster in terms of their offense is really good. The, the, the big question is going to be if Jalen Hurts continues to develop. And I would be betting everything that Jalen Hurts is better next year than he was last year. And I know it didn't end well, but Jalen Hurts is, is a hard worker and I believe in Jalen Hurts. So on paper, the offense, again, we're hoping because they still got to do this stuff. They still got to execute the plan, but the offense should be better. And I heard the debate this week. What's more important, fixing you know their offense or defense? And to me, it's fixing their offense. And I know people hit that and say, "Go well, what? The defense has this hole, this hole." And they, I get it. I totally do. But I mean, remember this: in the fourth quarter of that Buccaneers game, what was it? We had like zero points. You know what I mean? Like the Eagles' offense failed, failed against the Buccaneers in the playoff game. Their defense failed, but their offense really failed. At least in the middle of the game there, the defense tried. We had a couple of like three or four possessions in a row where we were able to get off the field and give the offense a chance, and we did nothing. And you could blame the quarterback, you could blame the receivers, but there was everybody to blame on that because it just didn't work. So fixing the additional outside wide receiver spot, it'll help Jalen Hurts in his development. That's without any question or doubt, and I think that's got to be a priority. That would be my number one priority. I've talked about this. A fix the wide receiver spot. Then on defense, you're going to try to adjust uh, or address the whatchamacallit, um, the other running back position by going at, or running back, the outside linebacker position by getting an additional edge rusher, which to me is a, a brilliant move. It's the right move. You want to get that really good rusher to help the offensive or defense line because here's the thing you've already got a ton of money on your defense line so if you they if they do spend that's why this Hassan Reddick thing makes no sense because you're already paying Brandon Graham you're already paying Fletcher Cox you've already paid Josh Sweat and Milt Williams you want him to play right that's four guys that the, the, the edge rusher there or edge rusher the edge lineback rusher guy that they're going to use here the strong side linebacker who's going to just be rushing the quarterback That'd be five guys that you're potentially, and again, I know Milton Williams' contract doesn't count, but that'd be four guys, for instance, that you're paying big money to, and it's just not the way to win in the NFL. You could get somebody there who's a little bit of an upgrade over Jannard Avery, for sure, not have to pay him big money, for sure, 100%, and I'm all in on that. I think that is a, a really bright move. But I mean, if I'm the Eagles, I mean, like I said, they're going to try to spend money in free agency here at safety. Um, that's scary, though, because it does leave cornerback wide effing open. You know what I mean? Slay is a 30-year-old player. Maddox, you know, had a really good year, but he's had injury problems in the past. So, I mean, like, we were fortunate these guys stayed healthy last year. I mean, Zach McPherson, obviously, who knows? But it's, it. again, we, I'd be lying to you if I said, you know, he showed anything that would instill any type of confidence in him as a player going this year. I would think the Eagles need to make a move at corner. And again, I don't know what the move is. I don't think it's going to be any type of big money move, but from what I've been told and I've heard here um, that Howie Roseman is attempting to make something big happen. Like he feels it's time that the Eagles make a big move again. And I'm with them. Like people, this whole notion that the Eagles think or that the people think the Eagles are far off. And I, I, I listen, they have holes. They have plenty of holes, but I do not think the Eagles are a far off team. Like we have money to spend, spend the money, make this team better. You know what I mean? That's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. Make this team better. We have an opportunity here. The NFC is wide open again. You know, Seattle, obviously, they fall off, right? 
It's just the truth. I mean, they're not going to be the team that they were next season. I mean, really, that that's a fact. You know what I mean? Like, we got an open door here in the NFC. Like, you, you look around the conference and you see the Rams, who are not going to be as good as they were this past season because, again, they have no draft capital. They're, and their players are, obviously, they're a year older. Go through it. Green Bay. They're going to pay Rodgers all that money. They're going to pay Adams all that money. They're not going to be as good as they were last season. There's two teams. Tampa Bay, you know, if Brady's not back, clearly they're not anywhere close to as good as they were last season. You know, Seattle, like I said, Wilson's gone. So they're not clearly as good. Dallas, I just told you, they're not clearly as good. We're seeing the top teams look like they're going to go backwards a little bit. So the Eagles have an opportunity to jump forward here. You know, Arizona, Kyler Murray, who knows what's going on with him? Like, it's 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 kind of open in the NFC. I know the AFC is like... Uh, Boom, 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 all good players. But the NFC is open for the Eagles. And that's why next week's so important with free agency. Because I do believe the Eagles got to address some... Like Again, I think they're going to make a splash. And again, it, I just hope it's not... <sighs> I don't want to sit here and say Hassan Reddick, if they sign him, it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I know rushing the passer for Philadelphia is very important. I think they overrate it. I absolutely do believe that the back end is a little bit more important now in this football. In the way they play football nowadays, the back end's a lot more important than it's ever been on the, your defense. And I'd like to see them use their money maybe on a on a defensive uh, back, obviously, a safety and a corner. I'd like to see that's where we kind of go with free agency. If you can get Schuster, a Justin Reed, and again, I get it. that You're like, oh, that's big money for Justin Reed, and it will be. It's, I don't think it's going to be big money for Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, really, he went back to Pittsburgh on like a one-year, $9 million deal last year, and he got hurt. So it's like, how much more big money is he going to be drawing this offseason? I know Kansas City tried to get him last year. I envision they're going to try to get him again this year. But uh, you look around, I mean, I get it. Godwin getting um, tagged and, and, you know, all the, like, Mike Williams resigning, and again, a lot of names coming off the market, Adams, so there's three guys, like, that were at the top there, they're kind of pulled back, Ridley, obviously, can't trade for him now, I understand that it's maybe not advantageous, right, like, in terms of getting a receiver, like it was maybe when you thought this uh, offseason was going to go down, but if they can get Schuster for, and again, his price, obviously, maybe it goes up, because there's not many options, and a lot of teams are going to be looking, but a lot of teams are looking for quarterbacks, too, so it's like, I just think that this is a perfect scenario for the Eagles to make some moves, improve their roster, and while all these teams step backwards, the Eagles could take a step forward. And they have another benefit is that it'll be year two with the same coaches. The D coordinator is the same. The head coach is the same. So you would think in your head you will see some drastic improvements in terms of continuity with the offense as well. Because, again, it's a lot. the offense is the same players. Really, it's the same players. The defense is the question because, again, you don't know what they're going to add in. But, again, it's generally going to be the same players. My guess is the linebackers are going to be TJ Edwards and Davion Taylor. I don't envision that they're going to spend big money at linebacker. They may try to bring somebody in on a team-friendly type deal. But I, I would think that safety and corner are going to be where they try to spend their most money. As they should. As they should. Next week's huge. It's going to be, by next week, we're going to know at this time next week where the Eagles have addressed in terms of free agency. What are the moves they've made? What are the big moves that they're going to make? So we'll have, we'll have, no, because I mean, these are going to be front day moves. Like a Justin Reed is a first three day move. 
I don't know what Juju is. I mean, I would think it's going to probably be pretty early with the wide receiver market kind of crumbling here. But um, I- I'm telling you, I'm, I'm jazzed up because Jalen Hurts being the quarterback, the Deshaun Watson thing, by the way, also, we could mention that. He'll find out his criminal if he's going to get criminally charged tomorrow, but it sounds like the Eagles are officially out on Deshaun Watson, and that's fantastic news for the Eagles. Fantastic news. Now, the only other question will be if the Eagles end up drafting the quarterback, and we're going to have what, another month and a half to go over all that information, and I'm sure news and stories will come out of workouts and all that jazz, but we'll be able to dissect that for a month and a half. Um, Get ready. I'm pumped up. This was a big week of news for the NFL, and luckily for the Eagles, in my opinion, nothing happened with them trading anybody. Trading a quarterback, nothing. The Ridley trade that, again, I get it. It would have been an upgrade. Hey, everybody's an upgrade over Jalen Rager. Calvin Ridley would have made the Eagles better next year without question, and that's if he played. But I just think that trading a resource like a second-round pick, when you could sign a Schuster and draft a receiver and you're going to have that guy on team control then for five years, I think that is so much better of a plan. Because if they trade it for Ridley, right? Think about this. If you trade it for Ridley, you're not drafting a receiver in round one. That's a fact. I don't care if he's on a one-year deal or anything. They are not drafting a, or drafting receiver early. And I still, like I've said all along, I've thought that's the best plan, and I hope that's the plan that they go ahead and they execute because that's the best way to get quick, uh, good fast, and it's to stay good for a while. Build continuity with these guys. Can't wait for next week because, again, we're going to get an idea of what the Eagles free agent plan is. And they're going to be they're they're going to be players finally again in free agency. They weren't last year, they really couldn't be because of the salary cap. They have salary cap space now, so they can be players here. They can make some moves, and I'm telling you this, they're going to make a splash. I don't know where it's going to be. It might be just Justin Reed, and that's a big splash by the way. He's a really good player, he's a really good safety. And if it's not, if it's Schuster, that's a really good play as well. You know what I mean? Like that helps the team. But the Eagles are going to make a splash. They're going to figure something out. Hey, they might trade for somebody. Like, I didn't know Khalil Mack was going to get traded. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys out there to be traded. And the Eagles might get involved here, and they might just swoop in, and they might trade for... Hey, if they were willing to trade a second and a four for Calvin Ridley, it does not tell me that they're afraid to make a trade for a wide receiver, right? And I've said that all along, too. Remember the Stephon Diggs thing we talked about at the beginning of the year? If you see a receiver out there that makes you better, you can go ahead and trade for one. Absolutely, without question. Let's go. Off season's here. I'm pumped. We're all pumped. This is awesome. I want everybody to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go. 